This is the Blurring the Lines podcast, episode 33. Kevin blinds the IoT with a beer hydrometer. Welcome everybody back to the Blurring the Lines podcast. Today I will be your host, Peter Nicolaitis. As always, with my co-host Adam Bell, and again for the second time, the second episode in a row, I might add, we have Kevin Landers. Uh, Kevin is a colleague of ours. We, um, uh, well, I guess you two are in the same uh, business development group. Mm-hmm. I used to be part of that before I decided I was too good for you guys and left. <laughs> and uh, you were my accountability partner. <laughs> I was, I was, and you were mine, and you were terrible at it. <laughs> Rain you out of business. <laughs> yep, out of business, exactly. <laughs> he said, I'm going to get a job. <laughs> as, as you can tell by listening to it, we're not friends at all. None of us like each other. We're, we're terrible. We don't get along. <clears throat> so, so, Kevin, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. Well, you know, until you quit blackmailing me, I guess I'll be here every week. (laughs) (laughs) At least we're honest. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, anything new and exciting in your neck of the woods? Either down south. You guys are significantly farther south than I am. I don't know if you can see my shirt, Peter. T. And the blazing orange. I got the Music City Bowl today. What is the Music City Bowl? Uh, we play Nebraska for That's where everybody everybody who loses to Vanderbilt goes to that game. <laughs> I see. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, we lose to Vanderbilt, you know, twice every century and they were due, you know? <laughs> On uh, MSN the other uh, yesterday, saying you know list of things that are going to cost more in 2017, and you know it's the standard run of the mill stuff: groceries, dining out, Cubs tickets. Cubs tickets, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now that they actually won a game, (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. Yep. Yep. So uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, so Kevin, welcome back again. And uh, last time we were, you were on. You were, you know, you were late in joining us, and then you were in the car, and you had to take the dog out or, or some such. So, so this time you get to actually like maybe chime in. Well, you can attempt to do so intelligently. So, <laughs> and yeah, it's can't make any promises. Yeah. I wasn't holding you to anything like that. I'm just saying you can attempt. So. Well, you so, know, I am at home, so uh, if it gets boring or I need to, you know, be more interesting, I can go mix a couple of Moscow mules during the <laughs> podcast. So. It's about that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. So, um, what do we got on tap today? I, I had a bunch of neat little topics that I wanted to throw in, but uh, I, I didn't want to dominate the entire episode. But I am hosting this time, so I guess it's okay if I do. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we can go yeah. wherever you want. I mean, it is, it's it's New Year's Eve Eve. It is New Year's Eve Eve. So last time we broadcast on uh, Christmas Eve Eve, so mm-hmm. now it's New Year's Eve Eve, a week later. Um, I just That was information disclosure. I just gave everybody our recording schedule. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. So, uh, no, seriously, though, uh, my, my uh, topics for today. Uh, Kevin blinds the IoT with a hydrometer. <laughs> <sighs> I'm not sure what the IoT is, but I, I get all the rest. That is the Internet, Internet of Things. Oh, oh, okay. There. Look at that. <laughs> Kevin not only attempted, but succeeded in coming across intelligent. That's right. Good job. Exactly. 
<laughs> so yeah, Internet of Things, IoT, specifically my Sonos system. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so today, jealousy is a horrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, I, I have I've had Sonos systems now of uh, Sonos components for several years, and I have my bedroom speaker set to wake me up every morning at 7 a.m. with the local uh, NPR affiliate WBUR. And uh, generally, it's set to play for one hour. Now, so what usually will happen is I'll listen. You know, it starts at one minute after seven, which is right when they start doing the the, uh, the news. I listen to that, and then depends. You know, what sort of uh, stories they've got going. I'll either let it play, and it's set to shut off after one hour. So, like when I'm not home, it doesn't just play forever, right? You know, it stops after an hour. And um, so depending on how interesting the stories are, I'll either let it go for an hour and then, you know, if it's really interesting and, you know, an interesting news day, like there's an election going on or something, I will, um, you know, start it up again. And if it's not so interesting, then I will switch right over to playing podcasts. And then, you know, my morning routine is I'll start the podcast and I have it set to play throughout my home. So I go from room to room and I'm, you know, hearing the same stuff. So I did that per usual today, and I was listening to an episode of the Incomparable podcast with Jason Snell and friends, and they were uh, it was the episode where they were review- talking about Westworld Season 1. Uh-huh. So it was fun. I'm listening to it, and I set it to play in the bedroom. Walked out to the kitchen, started making coffee, and then I walked back through the bedroom to go into the, the bathroom so I could take a shower. And as I walked through, I hear WBUR playing again in the bedroom. I'm like, obviously it's too early. I haven't actually had my you know sip of coffee yet. I'm half asleep. I didn't set the Sonos in the bedroom to actually play my podcasts. So I go into the Sonos app. I click on it. I group the master bedroom into the all other speakers group and say, play the podcasts. And the Sonos little spinny wheel thinks for a minute, thinks for a minute. And then WBR starts playing again. <laughs> so I hit stop. I'm like, okay, just stop playing. I don't know what's going on, but just stop. And it stops. And then WBR starts playing again. <laughs> so I go over and I hit the stop button on the actual hardware, Sonos itself, and it stops. And WBR starts playing again. <laughs> so I unplug the speaker, reboot it, plug it back in again walk into the shower and as i'm turning on the water i hear wbur start playing again I'm like what is going on so i call up call sonos and they say uh we are aware our engineers are working on a problem with alarms playing well so it, what happens is apparently this is not a uh not an uncommon occurrence and a lot of people are experiencing this this morning where alarms are just playing continually Nice. And no matter what you do, if you had an alarm set for this morning on a Sonos speaker, it is playing, and that is all that it is playing. So that, I said, if this was uh, the IoT's first attempt to like take over the world, it's pretty lame. Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> be thrilled with this one. So it I'm was, waiting for them to come out with a fix. But It was, uh, so it was far, just a proof and concept. They're, they're, they're just proving that they could do it, and then now they're going to do something good. Right, right. This yeah. is just, you know, like... Like uh, Microsoft, they always need you to pay for stuff that doesn't work so that they can eventually invest that money in something that does work. 
Yeah. Bingo. Well, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> it's seed money. It's like venture capital, right? Ask mm-hmm. Robert Herjavec next time you see him. I'll tell you all about that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that that was the uh, that was the interesting IoT tidbit part. So mm-hmm. um, well, oddly enough, I watched uh, IT last night, which uh, was not the best movie ever made by Pierce Bronson, uh, but uh, where the psycho IT guy takes over his house and uh, his smart home and starts basically screwing around with their everything in the house. Now, so. is this a regular, plain, old smart home, or is this like Elon Musk slash Tony Oh, Stark it's, yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's supposed to be the billionaire smart home. Right, so, so not yeah. something like you and I have to worry about, really, other than like... Yeah, it wasn't like he, you know, hacked an Echo, an Amazon Echo. Right, a little more involved <laughs> you know? than that? A little bit more involved in that. Right. Okay. Um, That's good. <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it last episode, but um, a couple episodes ago, I did buy an Amazon Echo, mm-hmm. and um, I have been using it now. And so far, it makes me much less angry than Siri. Mm. Wow. That I makes, mean, makes me. Right then, now, it's probably it probably has something to do with lowered expectations. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not expecting it to do as much, um, but I have used the Echo. I have not yet used it to control my Sonos because that and and that by the way was the reason I bought it. Uh, but that feature is only in a private beta right now. Yep. But yep. coming sometime soon in you know sometime in 2017, you'll be able to control the Sonos uh, with your Alexa, and that's what I want. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to that. But that said, uh, I have used it to get the weather. I have used it to um, send text messages via AT and T. Oh, okay. Uh, I have used it to uh, check the bus schedule, which is clunky at best because I have to ask it, um, you know, what is the the next stop for this bus stop number. And the, the bus numbers are like four digit codes around here. So I have to like remember it's like bus 5094 or something yeah. like that. Every time. And it's like, you know, it's not so convenient remembering that the 101 southbound is stop 5094, but the 96 westbound is stop, you know, yada, yada. It's like, I don't remember. So what am I supposed to do? Like write these down on a little post-it note, keep it near the echo so that I remember. In that case, I might as just, well, you know, might no, as well just you pull should, the phone. You're supposed to Google those first. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to get online, search these things so that I can figure out how to tell my audio thing how to do it. Yeah, so that's not really practical. Clearly, you're uh, not from California. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but I am enjoying uh, using it to control my Nest thermostat. That is pretty cool. Nice. Uh, um, yeah, it works really well, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm liking that. So there's an add-on. There, I think there were a couple of different um, Nest add-ons, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, the one is I can say if you just say like, "What's the temperature?" It gives you the weather for like outside. Yeah. But if I I have this add-on, I say, "Hey, ask the thermostat what the temperature is." Then you know, it says, "Oh, it's 71 degrees inside or whatnot," and uh, you can say uh, something like, "Tell the thermostat it's a little chilly." And it'll increase the temperature by a couple of degrees, and you know, so that's that's been pretty handy. I'm I'm liking that, and I also did uh, integrate it with my uh, Philips Hue light bulbs, so I can use it to turn the lights on. I defined a group called Everywhere, so I can say, <laughs> Hey Alexa, you know, turn off the lights everywhere in case I forget 
like that I leave the outdoor patio lights on mm-hmm. or you know turn on the lights in the master bath. So it's really nice because I have an Echo. I actually have the Echo Dot out in my kitchen so if i'm in the master bathroom rather than like reaching over and flipping the light switch i can lean out the door and yell alexa turn on the lights in the master bathroom so that my neighbors know so it's much more satisfying and practical i assure you yeah yeah so. well i received one for christmas last weekend and yeah. so far we've got it i've got the the actual echo so with a speaker in it but yeah. um but yeah, so we got the Hughes, uh, Hughes light bulbs uh, came in yesterday, so I hooked those up last night. We've got four of them, and um, we do have a Nest thermostat. So I've been playing, I've been getting used to all of it. Like, I, I haven't gotten the commands correct yet, mm-hmm. and it seems like the commands that work now don't necessarily work the next time. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so that's been a little frustrating you just, practice. you just need training and practice that's all absolutely you know with the right the right amount of training i can even get dexter to be able to control the lights well that didn't take long for dexter to make an appearance on the show we knew he was going to be included here sometime yeah well he he has a squeaky ball in his mouth so that he can be a part of the conversation good boy well so, so so and I, also, I don't remember if I mentioned though, but I also used Alexa to order uh, wiper blades for my car. <laughs> nice. Yes. Nice. So, How did it yep. know uh, what size wiper blades you had? I said uh, Alexa order wiper blades, and it went to my uh, previous orders. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, wait, she can hear me. Hold on. Alexa, cancel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to hit the mute button while we're talking about yeah. her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I've got the dot, and then I order the the battery powered version, or the mm-hmm. you know the Bluetooth battery or wireless one. So, I, shoot, I can't think of the name of that, but I I've got that on order, and it should be here today. Uh, so, Peter, in case you missed that, that was the Echo. That's the wireless one, the battery powered nine hour battery. Uh, the tap. The, the tap. I think that's it. Yeah. I, yeah. Yep, the Bluetooth Amp. speaker one, right? Yep, yep. So, yep, 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 yep. because I leave the room very often, and it's not uh, it's not convenient for me to unplug uh, the echo or the dot and move it. Yeah, so the tap. So I got right. that coming. Uh, well, you're talking about the inconvenience of lights. So I actually found a way that made it more convenient than, like you said, walk in a room and flip a switch without having to speak and wait for the lights to turn on. Uh, and that my floor lamp over here is not on a switch. And then I've got another set of lights over my desk that's not on a switch. And it is nice that I walk in and say, Alexa, turn on the office lights, and all of my office lights come on. I don't have to go to the wall. I don't have to flip the switch on the floor lamp. You know. So right. it actually did become more convenient for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weather is good. I mean, I, I've had real good response out of the weather. You know, that has mm-hmm. worked for me. Uh, it did take me a little while to get my rooms right. Because right. I was... I was angry at her for a while. (laughs) (laughs) You unable to Uh, find room that you requested? I'm like, it's the only one I have. (laughs) (laughs) Turn on any room light. (laughs) My frustration has been how many, like, I want to tie all of our lights in, but, like, our ceiling fans have the small uh, G9 bulbs, and then, like, uh, you know, the pantry or the, the laundry room has 
round halogen bulbs or whatever they are in there. And so I've been working on figuring that out. I'm sure I'm going to have to tie something into the switch itself on the wall. But um, I guess Nirvana for me right now would just be having motion sensors in some rooms mm -hmm. because I'm always turning lights out that my wife leaves on. Lord willing, she's not listening to this podcast. Hopefully no one that knows her is listening to this podcast. But but the pantry, the laundry room, uh. yeah, all those things, yeah. I've been looking at the uh, battery-powered motion sensors, and so hopefully hopefully we'll come up with something for that. But anyway. At my place in Vermont, I have uh, motion sensors all over the place, and that was nice. Uh, but uh, I, I, I think I prefer this because there are sometimes when I you know walk into a room I don't want the lights to turn on you know it's yeah like, no it's, it's okay I don't need to turn them on right now so, yeah. yeah I I didn't fool around with the uh, being making it locationally aware of me so like mm -hmm. when I come home you know it would turn the lights on yeah, it's kind of just more testing and when I leave it turns the lights off. Well, that was fine, but not every time I come home do I want to come to my office. But every time I'd come home, my office lights would turn on. So, like, when we walk the dog, if I had my phone with me, we walk around yep. the neighborhood, come back, my office lights turn on. And right. then, I, th then we go to bed, my office lights are still on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I, I <laughs> Yeah, when um, when I uh, had my, my uh, condo down in Somerville, I did have it set. So any time I would leave, I would have the lights go off. And every time I would come home, they would turn on. And it was kind of funny because, you know, like my girlfriend would be there and I would leave and then all of a sudden she's sitting in the dark. <laughs> Peter! Sorry. Life is so dark without you. <laughs> you light up my life. And the puns go on. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, exactly. Uh boy. Yeah, so that's uh that's the IoT summary there. And uh now related to this, when I uh, bought my new my my current place, I had looked at buying the smart window blinds. Mm -hmm. And you know, the idea was I would have the you know, I could say Alexa raise the blinds in the master bedroom or some such. And they were really expensive. At least I thought that until after I ended up buying more traditional cellular blinds, and then after I was done with that, I realized how much I had paid for those, and the smart ones were not that much more expensive. <laughs> kind of disappointed that, you know, in the end, I, I should have gone with the smart ones. I, I definitely will at my next place. But um, I got these at Home Depot, and it was, they're less than two years old, and now two of them... I've had uh, one of them had the string fray, and then two days ago in my bedroom, the one of the strings actually snapped. So they will they basically will only stay halfway down, which lets in a significant amount of light at night. <laughs> and I didn't realize uh, how much you know I've been told. Oh, you want to have complete darkness when you're sleeping? You'll sleep better. Wow, was that the truth? Because <laughs> I got a terrible night of sleep two nights ago. Mm -hmm. So um, I've been. I remember you having. Uh, I remember you having eye. Oh gosh. Yeah. Blinders or something you would sleep in whenever we shared a room in Nashville platonically. Yes. Sleep mask. Platonic. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you felt compelled to to uh, share that part there too. Qualifier. Yeah. I'm sure someone appreciates it too. <laughs> but. Um, Weird. Yeah, I had the I had the sleep mask, but of course Friends I didn't spoon. get up and I didn't. <laughs> <Jesus>. <sighs> but I didn't think to grab 
grabbed the sleep mask the other night. So uh, anyway, so now I've been looking online at what it takes to repair these things because this I forget how much this you know this this one one window blinds thing is it one is it a blind or is it a blinds I don't know but anyway uh, this one for the bedroom is like you know it's like three hundred bucks or something Holy so God. I don't want to re- replace it but it, it looks like it's just a matter of replacing the string now that said. The last time I had a little home improvement or home repair project <laughs> that I thought was just a matter of something was um, replacing um, uh, or uh, building screens, window screens. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this on a previous, so I won't, I won't belabor uh, this one to death. But uh, essentially, what you know, these jerks on YouTube made look really, really simple. Turned out to be a multi-week endeavor for me and my friend Will. And um, it took us a long time to get it done until another mutual friend said, oh, don't use the metal aluminum uh, screens. Use the the plastic uh, carbon mesh. And we tried that, and that made all the difference. All of a sudden, you know, it was just like, oh, that's why they made it look so easy. Because it really is that easy. But when you're using the (laughs) aluminum that, like, cuts half the time when you're trying to spline it into place, that's not good. So the last (laughs) thing I want to do is, like, have another project where I'm sitting here trying to thread these stupid you know, strings back into window blinds for the next three weeks. So <laughs> I kind of decided if it's something I really do want to tackle myself or is it something, uh, you know, I should just like hire someone to do and, you know, have it, have this problem just go away. Or just <laughs> buy new blinds, maybe. <laughs> yeah, um, I really am hoping that it's going to be cheaper to repair rather than replace, but this is a disposable economy, so you can't mm-hmm. tell. I wonder, because I've got, you said that they're wood slat blinds, right? Uh, no, these are these are cellular uh, membrane kind of things. Oh, okay. I could show you, but the, I can't show the listeners. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I was just wondering why they went bad so quickly. I don't, maybe it's the the temperatures up there. You're you're you have more extremes up against the window. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, and it's the string. You know, it's just the the string that that holds them in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't tell if it actually snapped, like where it snapped exactly. It might be like where it fastens onto the blind itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the two that I've had the the problems with, coincidentally, are the ones in my bedroom, which get the most use because mm-hmm. pretty much every day, you know, in the morning I open them up, and at night I close them down. Where sometimes in the living room or in my office, I'll just leave them up or down for you know weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just like oh, I wish they that lasted a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the bird. The bird. The bird. The bird's eating them. <laughs> uh, you know, anything's possible, I suppose. <laughs> Well, if the if your blinds are bad, uh, are you gonna consider an automated blind system that will work with the Echo? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. At this point, I don't know because I am I'm seriously looking at purchasing um, uh, you know another place, moving on to my next investment property. So I'm not sure how much money I want to spend, you know, on, on this one. And with my luck, I would do that. I would invest in new blinds, and then in like three months, I'll be putting a down payment on in another place and moving. <laughs> so. no, I don't know. Maybe that's what I need to do to make it happen. Well, yeah, yeah. That's you gotta some. You gotta make a change. 
Yep. <laughs> uh, that is that is that is my pattern though. That that tends to happen. Like I'll invest heavily in something like buy four new tires on a car and then the car dies and so then I you know, replace the car. That's that's happened a lot in my life. So, <laughs> so the uh, last topic that I had was a beer update. Okay. So uh Yes. So your hydro or go ahead. Go ahead. Hydrometer. So last week, as I uh, I told you, I started my first um, uh, Baltic Porter. Mm-hmm. So I've kegged that last week, and again, I'm using the two gallon Mister Beer kits, like I have been. Now I mentioned to you, Adam, that this was odd that the the Baltic Porter kit that I got has twice the volume, like the container of the malt extract mm-hmm. is twice the size of all the others. Okay. But the but the instructions are identical. Like it's just like do 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 the same thing you do with all the others. So mm-hmm. I was a little surprised. Now, given that there's so much more malt and sugary stuff in there, is that not going to result in a stronger beer? You should have more alcohol. You should, but they say that it's only 6.8% ABV on this one. And I would have expected more dramatic, you know, than like a percentage or so. From yeah. Normal. Well, I guess though, I mean, it's only doing two two gallons i don't know maybe it's just not enough volume of sugar increased sugar to increase the yeah. alcohol by much but it should increase the alcohol percentage and you should get more flavor as a result too because there's more malt mm-hmm. yep okay well that's um that's brewing and while that's brewing i wanted to test my um i wanted to test my aztec cerveza and see how that's coming along. Mm-hmm. So at your advice a couple weeks ago, I bought a hydrometer and did not realize that you apparently need a special tube or testing jar with which to use <laughs> the hydrometer. So the way it works, it's like it looks like a thermometer, essentially. It looks like a big thermometer, mm-hmm. a hydrometer. And you're supposed to dip it down into a thin tube of the liquid that you're testing. And based on the percentage of alcohol, that tells you the specific gravity or the, you know, the density of what it is you're testing. Well, the problem is I don't have said tube, so I can't actually do that test right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was weird that it didn't come in a plastic tube, because mine no. did. How did they? It... They have some for sale on, on Amazon that do, but the one you that you uh, advised me to purchase does not offer that feature. Right, you got some <laughs> poor advice there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, well, it was worth every penny. <laughs> so uh, I looked, though, and the ones that include the p- plastic tube are just about the, the, the price differential is just about the same as buying the plastic tube separately. So I'll just grab myself one of those tubes and I'll probably be in good shape. Yeah, I just assumed, you know, so like mine came with it when it shipped. I just assumed it would include the plastic tube. Yeah, well, you know what you happens when you assume. I guess so. It's <laughs> you know what's funny though, is I say hydrometer out loud, but you know how you read things. In my head, I hear hydrometer. Hydrometer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that. Is. It's some malfunction, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's <a> hydrometer. <laughs> yep. <So. laughs> I, I, I read hydrometer too, so don't it's not yeah. <laughs> so cool. Well so, yeah. are you uh so when's when's it gonna come out? When's your next batch gonna come out? Well I don't know because I haven't been able to test it with a hydrometer yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't know how done it is. I could be ready to, you know, bottle it 
today for all I know. I, I just I just don't know. How long has it been in now? It's been I think been three weeks. Yeah, it ought to be really close. For a summer, you know, for a summer or a cerveza thing, I thought it would probably would be ready. Yeah, my my amber cerveza. I told you I had I put old yeast in it, and uh, it's it's just going really slow. Uh, but it is in the secondary fermenter, which I sent you pictures of that. So it's in the secondary and it's uh, converting still. So it'll sit there for another two weeks and then I'll take a reading and I'll maybe bottle it. If I don't bottle it, I'll switch it over to a third the, um, fermenter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do like, you know, it's it's kind of funny. I go through phases where, you know, don't really care for beer and then I'll want beer. And so like right now I'm in one of those phases where I'm really psyched that I have two different batches brewing at the same time. So, <laughs> so this is going to be great. This is fun. And you know, it's, it's actually kind of fun. You know, and I actually thought I thought about it today. You know, our listeners are going to think like we drink tons of beer because that's all we've talked about. But I thought about in December. No, you guys aren't able to drink any because it tastes so damn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it takes so long for you know Peter. Uh, Peter doesn't even know when he's going to get his next drink of beer. I mean, <laughs> until, until he gets a two for his hydrometer. But the nice thing is, when you're done, you have a whole case. Uh, yeah, you know, you can go to town. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I, I counted it up. Or like, I don't think I've drank a six-pack of beer in December. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's, it's good. This thing forces moderation, man. You know, it keeps you, makes you pace yourself. <laughs> so, you can only okay. drink one keg every quarter. Okay, great. Keg a quarter. There we go. It's a fun party when you do. <laughs> All right. Well, it, New Year's is coming up. Do you guys have any resolutions for the new year? I don't make New Year's resolutions anymore. I um, I just strive for continual improvement along the way. <laughs> I, I tried. I, I really did for years. I made New Year's resolutions, and all I did was just like anger myself when I failed to keep them. <laughs> so so yeah. now you have lowered expectations. Lowered my expectations, and I'm a lot happier. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, I always, I always, mine are usually based around business because I, I kind of live my life that I don't wait till the end of the year to make improvements if I see that there's a problem, you know, and, and I, that's exactly what you said. You know, I, if I, if I'm like discouraged about something for a long time or, you know, when I say a long time, like if I'm discouraged about something like a week long, I'm like, okay, what's, what? what is the root of this and you know and fix it don't <laughs> don't right. don't yeah. let it linger well no no i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna stay in this perpetual sucky pattern until next year man <laughs> I'll wait until january 1st then i'll do something about it but that's one thing i love you know like people when i hear like um you know my friends who say things like when they were going to make a change to their diet or something like well you know after this you know like, after i come back from vacation i'm going to do this or you know after after the wedding we're going to start on this diet or after i go back i'm like what why are you waiting yeah now. yeah you know just start now <laughs> why do you have to was like, ah so and those are the ones i can always tell i'm like yeah it's not gonna work mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just you're, you're gonna fail give up so. well and i think you know i mentioned it to you last night i asked you if you thought you were a workaholic and you're like no not as long as i've got <laughs> krav maga you know mountain biking yoga something to do but uh yeah. but i think that society in general is 
full of a lot of workaholics, meaning they don't have anything else to do. Mm-hmm. They don't have anything better to do. And yep. so when the holidays come around, they can't work. <laughs> so they, they sit around and think. I mean, and, and, and I'm guilty. I, you know, I'm not, I, you know, I'm the, the kettle calling the skillet black here, you know, because things slow down. I'm like, okay, I need to do some hobbies throughout the year. Kevin did the same thing. He's like, dude, I got to have uh, some hobbies because all I want to do is work and I really can't work. And I really don't want to work. It's just like all that my brain is programmed to do, and I don't I don't have anything to program to do. So I'm going well, to. <laughs> and then last weekend, I started going. Okay, I need hobbies. Let me plan out what hobbies I'm going to be interested in. I start texting Adam, and he texts me back. You're a workaholic. You need to stop. It's the weekend. I'm like, dude, I'm planning out my hobbies. I'm not trying to plan out work. Like. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think we need to redefine what Adam calls work apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, there are there have been times recently again where it has been fun to uh you know, like evening rolls around and actually fun to throw myself back into a, a work project. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. but in general, you know, uh and it's for me it's not just like the end of the day rolls around, now I want to do something different. Um, cause you know, I'll, I'll take a break during the middle of the day. I'll say, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm done. I'm going to yoga class now, or, you know, it's three o'clock. I'm done. I, I, I worked early this morning. So I, yeah. I really like the flexibility of not having to say like, okay, I've just got to make it till five o'clock and then I can, you know, call it a day or whatnot. Some days I'm just, I want to punch out early. Yeah. Um, well, you know, and you know, in the defense of all the workaholics out there, especially those that are business owners, I think the one thing that I find is I got into business doing something that I really loved doing. Yep. And so I think what tends to be the problem is I never shut it off because I can always think, you know, like for example, service delivery. You know, we yep. have to deliver good service to our clients, and you know, we have automated a lot of processes and procedures and things that run in the background that that do what we do. And um, so it's fun for me to actually sit down and figure out how to solve problem X and automate it and whatever. So a little bit of what I do is fun. You know, there are Mm -hmm. days when you totally don't want to do any of it because you're so worn out and (laughs) burnt out with it. But um, yeah, so I think that contributes. And, you know, I've found that, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I picked up on home automation and started looking at it, and it's kind of a, uh, it's techy. It's, you know, it fits right into what we do in the job, but it mm-hmm. also it's it's more personal. So I mean, it it has, I mean, I'm not going into the home automation business by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, the alcoholic says, "Cause I like drinking. That's why." No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, you're right, Kevin, because there's a lot of things that I do that I, I mean, I really enjoy BDR. I don't, what I like what that, it's an automated process that keeps happening over and over again. And I like to make something happen over and over again that doesn't require human intervention. I I just enjoy that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so yeah, I mean, I get it because I'm there too but I still work too much. And it's, you know, I never worked like this when I worked for somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Unfortunately, I, I did, but yeah. <laughs> for me, I was young and stupid. 
no I've, I've noticed that I need um, I need change. I need uh, you know, like I can't continue doing the same thing again and again and again forever. I uh, I get into a pattern and that's fun for a while, but then I need something to kind of mix it up. So um, I was getting really really sick of a lot of the stuff of running my own business. And, um, you know, now that I'm sort of pivoting and, you know, focusing more on pure consulting services and stuff, I have a chance to sort of redefine some of that and get rid of some of the stuff that I don't like. That said, you know, it's the end of the year. I still need to plan and I need to file taxes and do all the preparation stuff. It's not the, the filing taxes. That's not the bad part. I have an accountant to do that. It's all the prep work and getting all of the books in order and stuff and getting all the information to him in a timely fashion. That's the part that's a pain. Mm-hmm. You know, like the last minute, like, okay, I'm going to make my IRA contribution. But because of, you know, I have two IRAs and, you know, like I've already contributed so much in here and I've got to figure out, well, I can't figure out exactly how much I'm contributing until I know what my full salary is going to be for the end of the year so we got to run that last payroll but before we do that we have to determine you know it's just like mm-hmm. there's so many different like dependencies and, and it's like I, I end up like at the end of the year this year it's been pretty good knock on wood um, yeah. but I've you know like spent days at a time where all I'm doing is preparing for filing taxes mm-hmm. and it's like oh this has there's got to be a better way <laughs> yeah. Well, can I hire somebody to do that for me? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you got to figure out like, when is the point of diminishing returns? When is it worth doing that? You know, being, being a relatively small shop, you know, operation that I am now, I think it's probably better for me to actually spend the time. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and the other thing is in the past, I have had somebody where I hired somebody to do that for me and they screwed it up immensely. So that's the other concerns. Like, yeah, well, you can hire somebody. Doesn't mean they're necessarily going to do it right. Yeah. And that really sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one thing you're talking about things that need to change. Uh, I'm I'm dragging Kevin into uh, uh, the great game of business. Have you heard of that? Screaming. George Stack and uh, his his company. I, yeah. I I'd heard of some of the concepts before, but it it essentially uh, turns business into a game with quantifiable things that you can accomplish, and you receive your bonuses based on these things. and <laughs> And I've just needed something like that, you know, because we just finished up year eight, and and we provide IT service, which in and of itself, you know, is becomes redundant over and over and over again so trying to make it a little more interesting for me trying to make it a little more interesting for my guys and um, developing educational programs within the company accomplishments quantify there were the game causes you to be a lot better at a number of Mm -hmm. things you know Mm -hmm. like basketball you know if, if you don't keep score why would you ever learn to run, dribble around somebody fast and slam it? You know, you never would. You're like, I just dribble and I throw when I want. You know. <laughs> yep. Now, gamification is—it's a—that's a powerful motivator. I mean, you look at all of these games. I mean, you know, why do people play these games? Mm-hmm. Like, well, why? You know, I—I'm still. I don't you know. Are you still playing Pokemon Go? We haven't talked about that in a long time. 
Uh, not too much. My youngest daughter wanted to play recently, and we did a little bit, but yeah, I I haven't been enthralled. Well, one of the things one of the things that they created not too uh, long ago was daily rewards. Mm-hmm. So in addition to getting rewarded for walking and visiting new places and stuff, now like the first pokey stop of the day when you hit it you get like a slew of rewards nice and the first pokemon you capture you get bonus experience points and stuff um you know so like every time i walk out the door like you know i make sure i, I fire up the app because it's fun getting those rewards even though that you know they really are nothing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's there's no value to them whatsoever uh, you know you don't you don't get anything other than you know some in-game reward but that said it's still oddly somewhat rewarding which is kind of funny so well, um, it's slightly sad that we have to create games like that to get kids to go outside <laughs> yeah but it is kind of funny though that you know yeah. it used to be put down that computer or put down that tablet and go play outside now it's pick up that computer pick up that yeah. tablet and go outside <laughs> yeah it used to be go play in traffic now it's take that computer and walk out in the traffic <laughs> yeah play that game <laughs> don't look both ways <laughs> take the computer and go play in traffic <laughs> yeah. well and then i did see that they said you know if you play seven days in a row there's rewards for that too yes yeah, yeah. so you have to you have to hit a pokestop or capture a guy every day and then at the end of the seven days you get like a massive reward so yeah. now, now here in at least in my my youth uh pokestop <laughs> didn't mean what i think you call it what you guys mean but uh, sorry there's some weird terms being thrown around these days that's that's poke stop kevin it's poke stop. It's spelled oh. the same but it's pronounced differently <laughs> okay. pokemon stop is a place is a well it's a place where you pick up well they they're like just artifacts download the app kevin yeah. just download the app it's a place yeah oh, i did i did okay. and it took me like a couple seconds to go okay this isn't for me well, see, I, I liked it because it played on Ingress. You know, we, we've talked about this in another podcast, but Ingress was first and made by uh, Pokemon was made by the same company. And they Ingress already went through the geotagging, so Pokemon is a much better version because it's just playing on top of, you know, a few years of information gathering. So, like, uh, a Pokestop might be... Uh, in Ingress, they did churches and, you know, all these things. But, like, the hospital, you know, Peter said that they, they actually had one on the helipad, which they had to get removed so that people would not go there. But, like, statues, like, in Nashville, we've got all those guitars around town. Every guitar mm -hmm. is a Pokestop. You go there, you spin the thing, and you get, you know, Pokeballs or fruit or, you know, whatever, right. eggs. So, that's a Pokestop. Cool. <laughs> Not to be confused with Jim. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We talk we about a lot of first world problems. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> well, I am uh, getting close to game time. I think it's around that time. Yeah, and I got to get some lunch. Maybe go back to work or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not working anymore this year. Don't hold me to that. Those <laughs> yeah. mock mules aren't going to make themselves. So. Yeah. 
<laughs> I got I to gotta put in a couple more hours, and then I'm going to call it a year. <laughs> what's, yeah. your, what's your consensus? It seems to me like... Not not just because of the election, but a lot of people seem to be thinking that 2016 sucked. I mean, we have kind of an interesting election in America, which a, a lot of people seem fed up with. Mm-hmm. We had Brexit. We we lost Carrie Fisher, Prince, David Bowie. You know, so a lot. You know, what's what's your feeling? How was 2016 to you? And Han Solo. But yeah, the- well, yes. <laughs> yes. They killed him off in the wrong order. I yeah. Mean, gosh. If they'd only known. Kevin, don't draw haters to our podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Who's gonna hate? Uh, but yeah, I for me, I mean, it the my audit with the Department of Revenue shaded my 2016. You take that away. Um, 2016 was good to me, and I think 2017 is going to be even better. Um, I would I would say that with my clients too. I haven't had any uh, clients that are just like, well, we're shutting the doors because the economy is hurting us. I mean, they're all everybody's doing well. The you know the high water line here in Nashville is going up, and even the lousy companies are doing okay. No, well, and I will say for us, you know, the whole you know when. The economy sucked, and everybody was losing money left and right. Uh, I can say that we never, and at least in my company, I don't know if the same is true for your companies or not, but for ours, we never actually saw a decline in our revenue. Like, we lost clients. We lost big contracts. Um, I mean, we had one contract that was almost half of our total income, and we lost it over the course of two years um, because we were strategically moving them out on their own and um still i mean you know our company's done nothing but grow so i don't know i don't know if that's something to be said for our industry or if it's just i don't know well i've I've seen a lot of companies come and go though you know over the years so you're talking about like in 2007, 2008, like when the during the real estate and mortgage crisis and stuff, or or what? Yeah, well, I'm saying from beginning of that. I mean, going all the way back 2003, for example, mm-hmm. all the way to now. I mean, our line has it's only gone up; it hasn't gone down. Yep. Um, fortunately, so we've been blessed. Yep. That's probably the the biggest part of it. Is we've been blessed. You might be a decent business owner. Well, let's don't let's don't get crazy now. <laughs> you might be doing a good job. I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> yeah. Despite all outward appearance, that might be the facts. <laughs> yeah, I've been. I I wouldn't say it's been a roller coaster for for my uh, business, but it's um you know we've had some ups and downs. Generally up. Um, you know, but, uh, this year, the last year kind of sucked compared to the previous year. It it really was, uh, bad, but, um, you know, thanks to my reorganization and refocus now, I think, uh, this year's looking not as good as two years ago, but way better than last year. So we're getting back on track. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm fortunate like Kevin. I mean, every, every year has been a record breaker for me. So that's been good. I started in 2008. 
great time. I go back way back further than that. <laughs> <laughs> I was still in the in failing companies at that you know before that. <laughs> cool. Well, do we have anything else we want to touch on before uh, kickoff? I I think this is going to wrap us up for the new year or for the old year. Yeah, it's done. Call it a year. Put Call a it a year. It. The next yeah. uh, next episode will be in 2017. Can't wait. <laughs> nice. Well, thanks for choosing me to close out the year. All right. Yeah, we wanted to end on a high note, but failing that, we decided we'd settle for you. <laughs> well, you know, it's I, nice. I, I used to be such a nice guy, and then I started hanging out with Kevin, and you know that's when all these put-downs started. Uh, I'm pretty sure you came that way when I first met you. <laughs> I think you're thinking of yourself. I, I was really nice. Trust me. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I appreciate it, guys. And Happy New Year's to you. Have yourself you a wonderful well. New Year. All right. Talk to you guys uh, the next one. All right. Good luck with your game, Adam. Go uh, SEC. Yeah. <laughs> Big red button. And I was gonna just gonna say, Adam, time to hit that big red button. Big red Except button. I can't find it. Okay, I found it. <laughs> big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast, and leave us a five star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.